0: hey what's up george yeah i just want to say that uh this league that we're doing you know we've been doing it for so long it's fucking it's amazing you know because there's so much structure there's so much um there's a proper rules and you know it's realistic um yeah and people will always be drawn in you know Um, i'd much rather play against you guys and play ultimate team career mode etc you know big shout out to reinhardt joey pierre jake vasquez um you know them three for creating this league and also shout out to you george for your podcast and participation to joel excuse me shout out to serge you know for recording and stuff like that and also dre and yeah you know what we're doing is amazing and you know hopefully we could keep doing this for as long as we can you know what i mean
1: and yeah
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League Podcast. I'm George Tello. That was Roman, the manager of Augsburg that you heard. Just wanted to express his appreciation on basically the league and how we came together and, uh, you know, just all the people who are working on this league. And then, of course, you know, giving that respect to all the people who play in this league. So very appreciative uh, was Roman in that message. I remember when I got that message, it was a little bit – You know, it wasn't that long ago. Obviously, I made it seem like it was, but it was, you know, last week. And I was getting ready to put it into the podcast, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is this is nice. It's good that someone came out and was openly appreciative of what the league has done so far when we get to the d2 part you'll hear more uh from my good buddy evan who is barcelona in this league he will give us a little bit more insight on what he thinks the d1 season's been you'll hear about who he thinks are his player and managers of the month and we'll get a brief answer about something i said to him uh, on how well he thinks his barcelona side can do But today we're going to start with the FA Cup, and the FA Cup really didn't have much of a preview. We didn't really much talk about and open up who is in whose group, and basically we're going to start with that today. So Group A has Al Ain, the brand new team that's come into this league. You have Celtic, Club America, and Kashima Antlers. Now, not a lot of these results are updated at the moment, and that's not a big deal because honestly we've only had basically each team play two games. And nothing is really too impacted. So right now we can not worry too much about results, but basically we can finally get into who we think is going to go through. And in that group A, excuse me, we're looking at an outline team that is brand new, a Celtic team that just stepped into D1, Club America being favorites to win the title, even though when I get to D1, you'll see why it is going to be such a crazy race for that. And then you look at Kashima Antlers, a team that needs to grow this year. Um, You know, we'll see how Ryan builds this team as it goes on because it looks like it's a bit of a rebuilding process. We have a lot of veterans on this team mixed in with some guys who are just extremely talented. So we'll see if this team gets it all together uh, in both competitions. But for now, if I'm just looking at this group, I know nothing has been recorded for this group yet. The way Celtic have gotten going, it's been a little bit mixed in the league. Club Medica are favorites. I mean, to me, they win this group. And I think Ryan has an outside chance. I know that the first two games people are going to be like, oh, even if someone loses the first two games in a group, it does not mean you are out, okay? And I'm not just saying this because I'm in Group B and I definitely lost my first two games, but I, I, (laughs) I definitely genuinely believe that there is a misconception of, hey, you lost the game, you didn't pick up the three points, you tied. It doesn't matter. Right now in the first two games, it doesn't change too much. Now, if next month we come back and we talk about the FA Cup at the end of the month or we give a semi-update on it, you can know this. Now it matters, okay? Next month it's going to matter. If a team like myself can't win that third game, I'm in trouble. I probably will not progress through. Um, But, you know, these four teams, I I really am interested to see who gets that second spot because you're looking at teams that are all very similar in the sense that, you know, obviously Kashima and Celtic have – you know, real you know talent. Alain might have raw talent, but you know, I would look for Celtic or Kashima to go through. But it'd be interesting if Al Ain could put up a a bit of a fight here, maybe even get third, just to prove their point. Remember, money is involved in the sense of you know what can you spend on your team in the window or for next off season. You know, the games are going to come quick, so you're going to have to you know, react to what happens and try and take positives from it. I think right now, though, if I'm Kashima or Celtic or Al Ain, depending on where you finish, there can be a lot of good things if you make it into that round of 16 besides just the money. I think a confidence level comes with that as well. Let's get on to Group B, where Atlanta United, Olympic Lyonnais, Tottenham Hotspur, and Leicester City are all thrown into the mix. Now, Atlanta United started their season with just a horrible start, in the group being paired with Leone and myself and Lester, and he didn't go quite well. But something has changed for this team. Yes, I picked them to finish last in the group, or excuse me, in D2, mostly because if I am going off that performance of an 8-0 loss, a 6-0 loss, I believe it was a 5 or 7-0 loss, you have to understand, that's what I got in front of me. That's what I have to see, and that's what made sense to me. Because it was just that bad of a performance. Not an indictment on the team, but it just felt like, okay, listen, this team didn't even show up. I know it's only three matches, but it felt like there wasn't anything to grow on. However, this team played incredibly well against myself and didn't really show up against Tottenham in in the games that have happened so far, but... I could say this. This is going to be a group to pay attention to. This might be the best group that we have in the sense of we didn't expect Atlanta to do what they're doing right now, not even getting a win against myself or against or having a chance to put up a fight against maybe Leon coming up with next month. But I would say that the fact that they've given themselves a chance is something to watch out for. It's the same thing I said with group A. It looks like Leon's the clear cut favorite, but that isn't something to take for granted in the, in the cups, especially because guys rotate uh, injuries could really affect their league table and you know and I'll get into that when I get into D1 because right now Leona are really impacted because of this great start by Chelsea now they've got to make decisions uh, that I think will come into play later in the season Tottenham obviously they're, they're a team that can really pop off and get a lot of goals but also have games where they're complete disaster so it's going to be interesting to see if Aaron really takes command of that second spot he's in the driver's seat to do so because of that big win against Atlanta because You know, Atlanta had beaten me, so now there's a big chance that Aaron can take advantage of this uh, situation along with Santi and be like, okay, those two teams can't really keep up with us, so it's just going to be a matter of if they beat each other, they tie, uh, allowing both me and Mike to maybe get into the battle there. We'll see. Group C is FC Augsburg, Torino, Wolverhampton Wonders, and Manchester City. Now, if we're just looking at this group without looking at all the numbers, I got to say, Augsburg and Wolfs look like the obvious choices. And to me, that's what is going to happen in this group. This is one of the few groups I can look at and go, hey, this is pretty obvious. Groups A and B, I don't know what to expect. Serge has rotated his team in the past. So you kind of look at group A like, okay, maybe there's a chance to get some points against Serge, not necessarily winning, but maybe our draw or two could be in his future. But you look at group C, Roman's not really that type of guy to take his foot off the gas pedal And I think it'll really reflect in this group. Wolves don't really have the depth, along with uh, Man City, to really keep a rotated squad out there. They don't have depth like that, whereas Torino, they have depth, but the issue is that the talent has yet to reach that maximum potential, and we'll see if it does. I'd like Torino to maybe fight for that second spot, depending how Andrew's defense holds up, but right now, I'm going to go with Augsburg and Wolves to progress out of Group C. We look at Group D, Atletico Nacional, Grimio, Liverpool, and Benfica. Now, Jelant's got this hot and cold offense that either, to me, shows up 100% or they show up, not at all, because that is so far what they've shown us, uh, not just with the league, but in the tournament as well. Um, there is a high flux of intensity when going forward, but the defensive uh, attitude has not really proven to me that there's something positive there. We'll see if that gets better as the season goes on. As for Liverpool, this is their group to lose. There's no one in this group that can beat them, in my opinion, um, With with even with the right mind state. it's it's not going to matter. There's nothing that they can do. Or these other teams are going to be able to do right now to keep up with Joey and his side. I just think there's too much depth there. You're looking over a course of six games. Yeah, maybe a tie. Uh, there could be one slip up. But right now, to me, it looks like Liverpool, this is their group to lose. The other three teams, I think they have a decent chance. Augie's new to our league. He might be a little bit more impacted on the sense of his talent that he has available to him. Um, and other teams could take advantage, but there is a, uh, a sense of, I don't really know this guy. Uh, he could take advantage of those moments. We'll see. David, to me, though, uh, and Atletico Nacional now look like the team that could be in the second spot. It's going to be a good battle, though, in Group D for that number 2 spot. On to Group E, we have Chelsea, AC Milan, Atletico Madrid, and Borussia Dortmund. Chelsea have done this thing over the years where they are just completely unstoppable. And when I get to the D1 part, you guys will know what I'm talking about. But for in the cup, we'll see how Chris goes about rotating the squad. He, I know that guys are going to openly try and avoid injuries, cards, whatever. Just avoiding suspensions and trying their best to not have ineligible players. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good strategy. In this offseason, Chelsea really focused on getting that depth in there, right? You know, we can make what we want to make. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) But we can make what we want to make about Chelsea's performance uh, in the league. But you look at the depth, you look at the Harry Maguire move to go and swap that with Bale, this offense looks like it's going to try and keep the depth and put all the risk on the midfielders and and the defenders, which I got to say in the league has really paid off. So I think Chris's strategy is, listen, if I got to rotate my attackers, so be it. I'm okay with that. I can't afford guys like Ronaldo, Mohamed Salah, Son is the guy right now. I don't think he could afford to get hurt out of all of them, but he's really trying not to have those top players really get impacted on what is looking like another great season for him in D1. As for AC Milan, Atletico Madrid, and Dortmund, I really like Dortmund to go through. I just feel like, yes, he knows Chris well. Those two games will be very competitive. Um... But Wayne has done this thing in the cup where he gets really aggressive. You know, we saw it last season. He just was really aggressive in the cup, and he he really didn't rely on anything um, in particular. He didn't have too much possession. He wasn't particularly great in the final third. But for some reason, the defense was also aggressive, and it allowed for him to have good results for the most part. I'd like this Dortmund team to go through. Their home games are intense as hell. For some reason, the team seems to play better, and Wayne does at home. Um, So that's something to look at. Alejandro and his AC Milan team have a good chance. I do think that he's done a good job of putting players in the right positions to kind of just take advantage of their talent. I am worried, though. That his back line is a little bit susceptible to a team that doesn't really take possession. And because pace matters in this game, you're looking at what Dortmund and Chelsea have, even what Roberts picked up uh, recently. I would worry just a little bit uh, for whoever picks up that second spot. uh, It's just going to have such a tough uh, time doing so, especially since it looks like Chris is going to be able to cakewalk right through the group. Let's get on to group F. We have Barcelona, Ajax, PSG, and Houston Dynamo. Now, Every team is to their credit played their games this month, so we can kind of get a better assessment of what we are to expect. Barcelona have, well, not allowed a goal yet in their two games. They've scored three and they have six points currently. Ajax and PSG share three points, but Ajax are ahead on goal difference with a positive one, whereas PSG have a negative one. At the moment, Houston and Edmo do sit last, giving up uh, nine goals in the two games. They have a negative three goal differential, obviously, six points, but. The fact still remains, they have four games left, and honestly, it's just a win apart. I do like Barcelona to win this group, and so far, uh, I like what Ajax have done. Now, Josh has come up under very fortunate circumstances to come to D1, but I do like his attitude. I've always liked the way he plays his games, and the midfield is incredibly tough. Not aggressive, not conservative, just tough. There isn't very much of a finesse game there. But in that final third is where you see it. And maybe that's something they could take advantage of in this one. We'll see. I think the team that gets the second spot in this group is going to be the team that can steal points from Barcelona. If they can take points away from Evan, that team will be the team who gets the second spot. I think if you can't do that, uh, there's no affordance in beating Houston. And be, are beating the other teams as well, and PSG and Ajax. I don't, I don't know if these teams are going to be able to beat each other. So I think it's going to come from can one of us beat Evan or tie Evan? Can we get points from this Barcelona team? Let's go on to Group G. We have young boys, LaFC, Real Madrid, and Club Leon. Club Leon, uh, Club Leon, excuse me. Were one of the best D two teams in defensive record last year. And you have Real Madrid, who I know I picked as a candidate to go down. They have just a flurry of young defenders and some talent here spread out over the field you have lafc who are growing into a very good team here in this in this division in d1 and then you have ronnie and young boys who are going to score a lot uh but they're also going to be very susceptible to passes at times very fast team obviously they got rid of jamie vardy but they're still very good um i do like lafc to go through in this group along with ronnie i think real madrid and leon just haven't had the fortune of having the opportunity to make that money and really bring in a player that can no matter how good they are change uh or no matter how good uh Real Madrid or Club Leon are playing the game are uh, you just you don't see that guy who's going to really impact games for them the same way LAFC have Mares or Ben Yedder or, or Ronnie has guys like Golovin who could kind of hit you from all phases of the field i'm just a little worried that Real Madrid and Club Leon this is their only time to try and really move on from something. So, if I'm Edison and Ronnie, those teams are going to focus on you guys a lot more because you know what? This is maybe the only thing they have to play for at the moment. They may feel like their divisions are too tough to win. Real Madrid's going to have to fight relegation based so far on what they've gone through. So, we'll see how this plays out. This group might be tough just in the sense of teams might be more hungry to get through in this competition because they realize. That what's going on in in their respective divisions isn't something that they can overcome. As for Group H, we look at Bayern Munich, Inter Milan, Manchester United, and Arsenal FC. Now, if we looked at this group and this was a Champions League group, a lot of us would be blown away. Obviously, United and Arsenal couldn't be in the same Champions League group. But right now, we have a unique opportunity of teams going through transition. Bayern Munich came up through the playoff last season, beating Houston. And guess what? They have been pretty solid for a team that just came up um, in D1. I think they can get the second spot in this group, but they have to be able to beat, and I they're going to have to beat the other two teams at Inter and Manchester United without having to give up so many goals. I think that if Munich continue to give up goals and that midfield continues to leak, I think teams like Inter who have... Holland on their team all it takes is for him to just get through a through ball and he's gone power and pace he could finish that's all it's going to take for an Inter Milan team I know it's kind of slow off the blocks indeed too but Pierre is the guy that you're going to have to worry about if you're allowing goals to him don't expect to get points out of those games because he has done this thing very resoundingly is that I'm going to score and I'm going to play tactics on you and that is what he's been good at in the past he's got this a spearhead, quite literally running a 3-4-3, basically. Um, I know it's like a 3-4-2-1, technically. It doesn't matter. He's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at you, and you know what, he might even throw that too, because at this point, Manchester United haven't really made the impact on the league that I think maybe Joey would have liked. I think this is his opportunity to win, not only win this group, but he has something to prove here, and I think he does uh, have to come out And and really impress a lot of us because we haven't seen much and there's way too much talent on this team. If they don't win this group, uh, I don't know where this team goes from here because they've kind of stalled out after that. You look at the talented midfield, we'll see how they proceed as they go forward. As for Arsenal, listen, what Pepe and Sané can do is quite unmatched. Uh, in the attacking and speed verse of FIFA, we get that part. I respect that part of Artie's style and why he wants that in his game. But he is susceptible to through balls, just like all of us are. But even on non-pacy players, he has allowed some goals. He has mistakes in him, and a team like, in you know, in Luis, who was able to kind of take advantage of that in their first meeting. We'll see how these two teams meet again. I look forward to Bayern Munich versus Arsenal because the winner of that next game. Takes the second spot in this group, in my opinion. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. That was my FA Cup preview for the group stages. Obviously, as we go through, I'll update you guys on what happens. Even if these uh, sections of the podcast are very brief, I'd like to bring you guys a little bit of updates on the FA Cup as we go through. At the end of the respective month, uh, so not this episode, excuse me, but the first episode of March, I will kind of catch you guys up on what uh, has gone on in the group's. In actual, you know, points and et cetera, et cetera. The only group to finish right now, to their credit, is Group F. So, uh, kudos to you guys. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. So it's time to recap. Finally, it is time to recap Division One and Division Two. We'll start in D two now. A lot of results have not been recorded, so I'm just gonna start this off right now with just a disclaimer: we don't have much. Okay, I know a ton of us have played games. I've tried to go back on Facebook and try and count the points myself. But in this instance, I will just simply recap the sense that we have a big, big time, half of the division title race going on. And, you know, I wanted to spend at least five, I wrote in my notes, spend at least five minutes talking about this because guess what? The improvement of Atlanta United is something to behold. I think it's a good thing of the league. I haven't talked to Mike about this yet, but I, I think it's a good thing Um That this team is like, okay, I have to improve, I have to get better. There's still holes in his game, but I like it. There's a tactical improvement. That's something we don't see all the time. You'll get teams like Torino. I know they've started off a little slow, but there is just an abundance of talent on that team. Give it time. There's a a rhythm to the season. He hasn't quite matched it yet, but I think uh, Luis could really get going. And if he does, that's going to be terrifying with the talent he has on his roster. Looking at Jalant and Benfica, there is a big flux of how good the offense is versus how mediocre the rest of the team is, but it doesn't change the fact that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang could legitimately be player of the season in D2. and If he gets on a run, I would definitely be worried for all the teams in this division who do not have top-end defenders or fast enough defenders to keep up with a guy who seemingly is Usain Bolt 2.0. Now, Man City, to me, they look like a team that are going to give up a lot of goals. However, in my opinion, there is a just there is another sense of renewability here. I believe the midfield can really pick it up and do better than they have in the previous matches, just based off the stuff I've seen. And not just with possession, but with the involvement in getting in the goals and the assists, and this team has some solid talent there. I want to see more from this Man City team, and I fully expect to as the season goes on. They will not be bottom of the barrel for, for much longer. I think that you're going to see a race where Man City could possibly get into, uh, that being the playoff one, where they try and get a fourth or fifth position. As for the teams that are going to fight for those top three spots, you're looking at Ajax, you're looking at myself and Leicester. Uh, I would even... Consider a team on the outside looking in at the moment in Al Ain who, listen, if they get scoring goals, we saw it last year with Ronnie, if they can score goals, they have a chance to be promoted and possibly even win the whole thing here in D2. Ajax and Leicester have similar issues where it's not a matter of how good the tactics are, it's more so, is the talent enough to get them over the line? Listen, in the FA Cup, playing those D1 teams, what do you expect? Right, The D1 teams are the favorites, and they're going to have to prove themselves, both those teams, in my opinion, over the long stretch of the season. Now, being critical of myself, I know that my defensive work has gotten better over the last month or so. And then the goals dried out. That's something that Lester and I myself have to work on. No matter who's up top, there's no real excuses why Lester shouldn't be one of the top teams in this group in this division. As for Ajax, I've loved everything this team has done, even from picking up Rodrigo, who looks like the real deal in the sense of "I got a goal scorer, ha ha ha" type of thing. Um, it's going to be interesting though, because Ajax also gave up seven goals in their first three matches in the division. Going to be curious. I know they didn't give any up to me, but so basically two games, seven goals allowed. That would be worrisome if I'm Ajax and something to pay attention to as we go on. Um, So every team's got issues in D2. We knew that already. There's not a lot of talent down here. Um, We'll see whose teams could dominate in this particular third of the field, how teams change formations, um, adjust uh, tactics to one another because you got to play everyone twice um, so that's going to be real important as we go through the season. I do look forward to how we play this out, especially as it comes now down, uh, excuse me, as it, especially as it comes towards the end of the season, we saw last year, Celtic Arsenal were fighting for it along with, uh, young boys. Everybody was kind of involved in the race. You had Fiorentina, maybe even sneaking in. I mean, Atlanta United were possibly fighting for a playoff position. Um, so a lot of things can happen here in D2. Um, obviously I won't recap assists and goal scores at the moment. We just don't have enough things recorded and I'm not trying to indict anyone or throw anyone under the bus. That's the situation we're in right now. It's okay. We still have until the end of the month to catch everything up. Um, but as for now, pay attention to this division. It's going to get a lot more interesting. It's going to get a lot tighter because no one's team has any real over the top talent, uh, to kind of behold and hold over everyone else. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I am literally just going to skip right over and we're going to talk about D1. All right, because mostly because D1 is something to kind of look at and say, all right, well, we've got to, someone's got to change the narrative there in D1. And I'm not talking about a team like Chelsea, who I'll get to in a bit, um, because most of these results have been updated. We'll kind of run through them very quickly here. Um let's start with the bottom three we have Bayern Munich in 20th young boys and then Atletico Nacional now David has yet to play all his games along with Ronnie and Luis they're on three games but zero points for the guys points matter we saw it last year now that this has been a 20 team division for a while and we have the designation of excuse me you can go down I think you need to pay attention to what guys are doing around you constantly because if you don't you could be in some trouble, right? Bayern Munich in their first three games, eighteen goals allowed and four goals scored. That is not a recipe for success. And I, I said, you know, listen, in the cup they could be pretty solid. They they've, they're going to fight. They're going to be tough. You could be tough all you want. Strategy has to play a part. You know, I can give compliments and I could take them away very easily on this podcast in the sense of, I like what you're doing in the FA Cup, but it has to also bring it back to D one. All right, so our next three in the two playoff spots, excuse me, are Real Madrid and Kashima Antlers. Ryan's only played two matches that have been recorded so far at the time of this podcast. Everybody's on one point from the 14 to 17 area, with Celtic and Manchester United also being there as well. These areas are going to be fought about all season long, right? Even if the 18 through 20 guys go up, there is a legitimate 6 to seven team. Switch, switching of, constantly switching of places all season long. Um, I don't think Bayern Munich will stay at the bottom. I do think Ronnie's offense will get clicking at some point because uh, he's played a semi-decent defense. Um, I do think Real Madrid are in trouble because 14 goals, only two goals scored. Yes, they got one point uh, so far, but it's you're risking a lot um, to really hope that if you don't score goals that you could still get points, it's it's very tough to kind of believe that's going to happen. I have a belief in this team, for the most part, I talked about it in the season preview, um, there is a belief in this team. I genuinely believe that they could finish out of the relegation spot, but at worst, they're definitely going down because they haven't really got the tactics together. We'll see if they could do that. As far as Ryan goes and his squad, they've done a little bit of everything besides uh, win of recent, but... This team could click at any time with the superstars they have. Uh, I want to hold Ryan to a certain standard, but just looking at his team, there isn't the same excitement that we've seen in the past. And I know it's kind of like a phase that they're going through where they're kind of transitioning. Hopefully it's a solid enough transition that this team could stay up. Uh, You're looking at Manchester United and Celtic also in that arena. I think both those teams can ascend so much higher than where they currently are at the moment, but they have tons of games to prove that they are better than their record so far uh, has shown. As for the 11th through 13th spots, we have LAFC in 13th, PSG and AC Milan. All these teams, will see how they play out as they go along. Wolves sit in 10th with all six games covered um, very quickly on Wolves. If they don't play some defense, uh, it seems pretty obvious that they'll go down. But this season's a lot worse. Teams are hitting them more than ever, and they're able to stop – a lot of what they've done, even though this team has scored 13 goals already in just those six games. They've also allowed 20, which is the highest currently in the league. Um, we look at a team like Tottenham sitting in ninth. Liverpool sit right above them just on goals four. Olympic Lyonnais currently in seventh, but they have three games to play. Dortmund in sixth. Arsenal in fifth with Augsburg, Barcelona, Club America, and Chelsea one through four. What I talk about, guys? What did I talk about before the season started? How freaking crazy D1 is going to get in the upper half. Now, I'm not going to go with the statement that all these teams could win the league. Not everyone could win the league. I just think that what Chris has done last year was spectacular. And everyone was blown away. And everybody's like, okay, there's a way we can beat this team. Can I just say something, though, to the rest of the people in this league and in this division? Stop playing to Chris. Stop trying to dominate games. Stop trying to overplay this team because it's not working. This team has allowed one goal in six games while also scoring 26. So stop thinking, you're going to, you know, stop thinking you're going to outpossess this team because it doesn't fucking matter when you're playing these guys. It doesn't. It does not matter when you're playing Witty. There's too much talent on this roster. Stop trying to face up defend. I, don't, I still don't know why guys try and face up defend in this FIFA. It is impossible as it is. I'm saying sit two banks of four. Fuck it. Bring the def- strikers back. I don't know. Try something different. Be exotic against this team because it's going to take that kind of look that Chris isn't expecting in order to not just beat him, to tie him, whatever it takes. Uh, this is a team that right now looks like it's not going to be knocked off the pedestal like it it's just is just not going to happen. You know, and and for me, we'll we'll see how this plays out, but uh I have a guy who has his own opinions. I'm going to give it up to Evan. He's going to talk a little bit about who he thinks his player of the month are and managers of the month are here in D1. He's going to talk about how Bar- how high he thinks his Barcelona squad could finish and he's got a couple other things to answer. Here's Evan.
1: I think the first month was really exciting. Um, I think, uh, you know, it just shows how close this this title chase is going to be. I think there's about five or six teams um, that are all going to be, you know, in the running for first place um, at the end of the season, the last month. I think the the games, you know, between the top five and six teams, when those teams play each other, um, it just is really going to come down to who can finish those really close games um, because I think that's going to be the team that can that can, uh, you know, take first place. Um, I think this is the first year um, since I've been in the league, maybe that, you know, Chelsea or Lyon aren't just going to run away with the title. Um, So it's going to be really interesting. Um, For manager of the month, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, I think Augsburg, actually. Um, I think he might end up being in third or fourth place. Um, but, you know, he played a lot of tough teams and he had some good results, including a win against me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go with him for manager of the month. And then for player of the month, I think that's a given. I think that's going to be Son, um, just for the simple fact alone that he has probably 11 or 12 goals in the first four games. But that being said, he had nine of them um, against a lower, lower level D1 team, I think. Um so that kind of inflates the stats, but I'm gonna have to go with Sun just because nine goals in one game is just ridiculous on top of that. So I expect Barcelona to finish top three. That would be my my goal for the season. Um so I'm gonna go Barcelona finishing top three. Um but you know, hopefully I'm in the at least in the running for for first place at the end of the season. We'll see.
0: All right, so obviously you guys heard Evan talk about where he thinks his team could finish. Currently, Barcelona are in third. Listen, in the first six games of the season, they've won three, drawn two, and lost one. 14-8 in the four and against. Six positive in the goal differential. They sit on 11 points. Tied with Club America and FC Augsburg. Augsburg's done for the month. The only team that could really pass these guys at the moment is uh, pretty much everyone below them. Um, <laughs> listen, Santi and his team have and uh, just tons of talent. They're going to take advantage. We'll see how they finish um, because they have three games that haven't been recorded yet. They could get a max nine points and they could really move up the table and try and get in a competitive spot uh, and not let Chelsea have too much of a grip on the league. America do have a game in hand. They can decrease that lead at the top of the table to four points with a victory. Arsenal do have a solid chance to really keep up with everyone if they get wins in their next two games, going 3-1 and 0 so far and they've only allowed one goal. Of course, they did have that big 7-1 result Sonny scoring six. Let's get to Excuse me. <laughs> let, let let's get to things that you guys actually care about. Let's get to the player stats in our first recap this season. Castiles and Chelsea FC lead the clean sheet battle, but they're followed very closely by Strakosha and Club America and Thomas Valklik of Arsenal. Kepa Arrizabalaga with two for Barcelona with Lucas Hradecki for Augsburg, Bernd Leno of Olympic Lyonnais, and Pacheco of AC Milan all have one. They are not far behind. I think the teams that can establish that they get clean sheets throughout the season, not only will that reflect... Uh, and a very nice competition for the Golden Gloves competition, but I think also will reflect how good these teams do as the season rolls on. As for the assists, we have a tie at the top between Kai Havertz and Mohamed Salah. Gareth Bale is tied with Douglas Costa, Ankel Di Maria, Anthony Martial, SMS of Club America, and Lucas Moura. There's abundance of threes. I am not going to get into that at the moment. Um... And then we have goals, because everyone wants to talk about goals, even though even though now the record is broken. Like, in all competitions, we saw what Ronaldo did last year, right? And it, it was something that wasn't all that surprising, I guess. But I'll say this before I get to the guys in the top four, because we have a, a ton of guys tied for fifth. Right now we have Felipe Anderson, Wissam Ben Yetter, Coutinho, Erickson Firmino, Marcial again. Uh, Messi and Rashford, along with Ronaldo, all at four. So far out of those guys, the one to kind of look at has been Anthony Martial's uh, emergence for Borussia Dortmund, if we're just looking at the scores and the stats. Uh, He's kind of been impressive. Four assists, four goals. That's kind of a nice start uh, to his season. Um, Obviously, you guys uh, see how high Dortmund are. They're in the top ten, and they're pushing that top four just a tiny bit. We'll see if that could continue. Um, It looks like Anthony Martial is a very important player for this team going uh, going forward. Let's get into the top four. Douglas Costa sits there with five goals in fourth, with Kevin De Bruyne having seven goals. I talked about how important he's going to be um, as the season progresses for this Club America side, if they want to beat a Chelsea team. that I mean, we are seeing just a different level of dominance uh, from this side. But you do have Suarez still there at 10 in the second spot with Hinming Son, and your new record holder for most goals in a month with 17. Now, unless someone comes out and goes out of their way in their remaining matches uh, and completely scores a ton of goals, which would really we kind of don't expect to happen. Henmin Son has had the type of season so far that has put the real fear into these teams. Now, we talked, you know, you guys heard how optimistic Evan was and I I don't disagree with his optimism to finish in the top four and possibly fight for a title but right now it looks like this is Chelsea's season to lose already and we are just six games into it not to mention all 18 points have been bagged but only allowing one goal is scaringly keeping him on pace to break his previous record of the best goal difference in the league has ever seen, the most goals, and the least amount of goals allowed since we've gone to a 20-team division. Now, like I said, I've called a lot of the, I have called you guys out. Let's see what the other 19 can do. No denying that his FA Cup group is definitely going to be something he could kind of walk through. But there is no guarantees in the league because the game is not one on paper. Obviously, this team is talented and there is going to take a ton of appreciation of not just how good he is, but it's going to take a lot of appreciation for the teams that can knock Chris off this pedestal. The King of D1, is he going to be allowed to keep the throne? We'll find out as the season goes on. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I will talk about who my early who we should be paying attention to for player and manager of the month nominations. Um because we have a crazy race potentially going on here for who could win. I'm going to put out my nominations. Obviously, when I post it, you guys can react and you can add guys as we go. We'll be right back. All right. So let's start in D1 because D2 is taking its time to kind of get its feet underneath itself. I will do a separate thing for them on the D2 manager and player of the month so that we're not putting pressure on people who obviously have more important things to do. Um, And I'm not saying that with sarcasm. I genuinely mean that. Let's get into who are my four people I'm going to rock with for players of the month. I'm going to start very easily with Son of Chelsea, 17 goals. He broke the record. That's something to hold in itself, but three assists added on. It shows that how good this team is. I know it's kind of like Steph Curry with the Warriors or KD with the Warriors, like you already have the Hampton Five, you know, and just so happens to be one of them is just better than all of them. And even though they're all great, it's just one of those things. And that's how I feel about Chelsea. Um, but you have to nominate him. He's been brilliant so far. I'm going to go with Luis Suarez as my second guy of Wolves. 10 goals to amass double digits and goals in just one month to add two assists to that, <laughs> excuse me, is something that you have to appreciate no matter what. Uh, Even though this team has struggled defensively, Luis Suarez has been a bright spot uh, for the most part. Kevin De Bruyne is my second guy or my third guy, excuse me. Club América are going to go as as good as Kevin De Bruyne could be. If he is has a bad game, yes, Club América could rely on other people to help him out and maybe win that match. But over the greatness of, uh, or excuse me, over the depth of the season. You, we're going to have to see how great Kevin De Bruyne is, and that greatness is going to have to come out consistently. And we'll see more assists as the season goes on. I know uh, Serge has that extra game, but to have seven goals already in five matches, I am genuinely uh, impressed, and, and the after especially after me coming out last week and saying, okay, he, this guy needs to be important, kind of put him on notice. Everyone kind of already knows how great Kevin De Bruyne is anyways, but... It's it got reiterated and it's still happening, so that's something to really appreciate. Um very tough though on this last one because to me there's so much talent with someone else. And I gotta say, I feel bad for leaving out Messi and Costa. But Anthony Marcial, I talked about him earlier. Four assists, four goals for a Dortmund team that hasn't really had a guy. Who could pop off at any time and kind of be impactful, be important. Anthony Martial is that guy. And I think that that's why, in my opinion, guys might vote for him because of the impact and where he's placed. Um, that's not putting Douglas Costa down or Lionel Messi down at all. Costa does have an extra goal. So I, you know what, I might even just add him already to the thing just because I know someone will add him. Santi might even just throw him in there. Um, I do enjoy the impact that these players have. Um you know another guy who just missed out for me was Roberto Firmino. He's important to what Liverpool do and I respect that. Um Christian Eriksen, another guy, Paulo Dybala. So those are guys who just missed if you needed some names to really consider. Uh but, but I I guys, if you're going to give me a guy to suggest managers, please. After hearing this, and you want to send me something, who who should be player of the month? I'm going to do a write-in on the Instagram um, at San Pedro Fifa League. Try and get it there. Send that into that. <clears throat> if you're just a fan of the league and you're seeing stats as they go on, and you can't see what we post, um, that's fine and all, but. Let's do something like that um, to where we can kind of get some transparency. Uh, just, just know to check your stats before you are sending me something. That's basically what I'm saying. Let's get into the managers now. I think Chris is the obvious one. Obviously, I talked about how great this team is. Um, but I, I, I'm going to throw Artie's kind of hat in the ring here. If he gets wins in his next two matches, he's looking at just a two-point difference between him and Witty. And, yeah, it's only one month, but listen— We're evaluating guys on this month. How good was your February? Well, even if Artie doesn't win his next two games, even if he loses them, that's still the better start than I think most of us would have thought for this Arsenal side. And I think that the fact of the matter is he sold very high on Sané and Pepe and is relying on them so much to be as good as they can be. Um, I know Sané's not going to pop up on the player of the month because to me you have to you know, He did all that against one team. To me, that's impressive, but if it had been against Chris, maybe I would be like singing his praises. Um, I'm just not sold that Arsenal are going to be this perfect team, but I think right now we have to appreciate what they've done this month, and I think that's something that we're going to have to constantly look at as the season goes on. How good are you playing? Because it's going to really reflect um, how people feel about your team, especially when we get into... Uh, the voting for all these awards and just appreciating everybody's teams. I think that's something we can pay attention to. My third team, I'm going to go with Evan and his Barcelona team. Listen, it's been an interesting month for this team to come off the season they had last year where they just shot up the league table towards the second half of the season. And to have the start they did in the VT Cup, this is a team that if they get it together – only one loss so far and turn those draws into wins. I'd like this team to kind of give Chris a run for his money. I'm not saying that they're gonna win the league. Um I've given my opinion on that. Um but I like what Evans done so far. I think the talent is obviously there. You know, I, I just I just think if you're looking at everyone's month, yeah, he can be passed by a couple teams. Um, we'll see what happens then. Obviously, I'm going to allow guys to add in their, you know, people for manager of the month. Um, there's no problems with that. This is a pretty solid toss-up. I w- I'm curious to see what people's reasons are. Um, I just like what Barcelona have said they were going to do, and now they're they're doing it. And I think that deserves some um, some respect in some type of way. And maybe it is this nomination to be uh, for manager of the month for February. My last team, I'm going to give it to Roman. I know he's kind of had a tough start to the season, but listen, still 11 points. Hasn't been scoring a lot of goals. I know that's been an issue with this team. I I talked about it in the preseason, you know, or before the season started, and I I said, hey, listen, expect a lot of drama with this team because they— it's not that they're not going to score, but we're looking at their league games. Listen, a tie with Arsenal. They have young, they had young boys this month. They had a good Dortmund team this this you know this year. They lost crazily to Tottenham. Who um, we'll see how they are, how good they're going to be. They beat Barcelona, and they tied Club America. So I kind of like what this team is showing me. I want to see more goals, but to be fair, Romans played a pretty. Tough set of teams that are gonna play up to him and he's been able to overcome that for the most part. The loss against Tottenham is alarming in the sense of wow, they got really broken open by a talented team. Not an experienced team, but a talented one. Um and we'll see where it goes. I do think Roman, though, to be fair, uh the the one loss is the only thing you can kind of look at negatively. He kept Serge at bay. Not many teams are gonna be able to say that they did that. Um or keep Artie at bay, who's also on this list. He's, Arsenal team who started the year searingly scoring goals was only allowed to score one against Augsburg. So those are my four. I know we have a ton of guys to kind of see what they're going to do and Santi and them. But I like to reward the guys with nominations of automatically getting in uh, that finish their games early or on time. In this case, it's early. Uh, We have about three days from the sense of me recording this to putting it out. Uh, to when guys have to finish. So to me, those guys get a little bit of extra credit, and those are my guys for manager and players of the month. I hope that you guys agree with me. If you don't, that's okay. I'm not asking you to uh, to agree with me. I think that it's all right to have disagreements. I think that we will have plenty of things to be excited about as we go on, as this season uh, gets better. And I really hope you guys enjoy the podcast Uh, You know, I was able to have my guests on. So thanks to Roman and Evan for sending me voice messages. Managers, it is encouraged to say, hey, I'm interested. I'll send you some questions. You send a voice message to the podcast And voila, it's that simple. Evan, you guys will probably hear more often. I've asked him to kind of be uh, a guy that will participate in talking about D1. Uh, Because I am in D2, I could kind of talk about it a little bit more. I'll face those teams, but I'll try and get those managers involved as well. If you're a fan of the podcast or a fan of the league and you just want to kind of talk about it, you could send me a voice message as well. There's nothing wrong with that or just a message at our Instagram at San Pedro FIFA League. It has been a wonderful start to the season. I hope you guys enjoy it. There is a good race developing in D2. We have about five, six teams that are going to compete. And in D1, who is going to take the Kings off the throne? Uh, Who's going to be able to walk into Stanford Bridge and get some points? We'll see if Chelsea can be a team that could be invincible this year. And we put the pressure on them last year. But this year, they look even scarier than before with the addition of Gareth Bale. There are storylines growing. Who's going to be relegated? Who's going to be promoted? But one thing we do know is as we step into the second month of the San Pedro FIFA League into March, into spring, it's time for the real serious games to get going. As the FA Cup intensifies, the league will follow suit as teams start to see where their destiny lies here in the first season of 2020. And I have to say, so far, it has been fantastic. It's been blistering in the results that come in, and you see... One team beat another, and they're sharing wins amongst each other. This is going to be fun, especially in the middle of the table in D1. So, once again, follow us on Instagram at San Pedro FIFA League. Follow the podcast at San Pedro FIFA League. They're all the same names. I try to keep it pretty even keel so you can follow everything across. But that's been it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. want to thank Joey and Aaron who helped produce. And I'm George Tello. Thank you guys for listening to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. You guys will hear from me next week. We're going to get into, obviously, we'll talk about who won the Manager and Player of the Month awards. We'll get into the Team of the Month for both divisions. Uh, We'll talk D1 and D2, of course, but this time we're going to rank the top 10 players in D2 and D1 can't wait to hear that podcast. Um, uh, tune in, usually Wednesdays or Thursdays will be when they drop. Uh, if not, and I am working that week, expect to find them on Friday. You can listen to literally, uh, to listen to this podcast on literally anything. You could listen on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, whatever you need to listen to, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Um, but if you listen on Anchor, just remember, I have the music pass, and I can play music and this and that, and I hope you guys get a different experience based on what you listen to. Either way, you guys have a good week. Goodbye.